Hey guys, I'm Jason Guyman, host of the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I'm a self-employed entrepreneur. I grew my pressure washing business to a million dollar business in under five years. And now I'm here helping hundreds of pressure washers start, grow, be successful in their pressure washing business so that they can be the king of pressure washing in their area too. Today's show is going to be an awesome show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to tell my story how pressure washing changed my life and how it helped me do what I do now and how it has, um, if it wasn't for pressure washing, I couldn't do the things that I'm doing right now. Um, so and I'm going to tell you the background of how by me starting a pressure washing business, my wife was able to quit her job as a full-time working at Toyota headquarters. And so, um, so I'm going to tell you kind of why I started it, how I started it and where, you know, what you can do by starting your own business. So, I was just, uh, I actually was homeschooled as a kid. I grew up, um, I was homeschooled through from um, third grade on. I, I finished second grade at public school and I was actually homeschooled from second to 12th grade. And I guess I turned out all right, but you know, that's for whatever here or there. I was homeschooled. I actually got a full ride to go to um, Northwestern University, which is an auto diesel. Um, it's a, it's a trade school, um, auto diesel mechanic school. And so I got a full ride there. I got my associate's degree in, um, auto and diesel mechanics. And so, um, it is great. I agree. We actually homeschool my kids now. Um, just the circumstances happen and we homeschool now. And so that's kind of part of this story that I'm going to give you. So, um, so we went, um, I was homeschooled. I started after I got out of college, I started to do work on heavy equipment. I worked on the big graders and, and the scrapers and the D, um, all the big scrapers, the 627, 631, 637Ds, um, Caterpillar. And so when I did that, I worked for different companies. I jumped around a bunch. I went from, um, I worked at, I, at there for a period. I worked, I worked at like four jobs in a period of two years. Every place I was only at six months there, but every time I went to a new job, I either made more money, got a better schedule. Um, so the whole nine yards. So I've worked on cranes. I've been in Florida working on cranes. I'm, I traveled all over the country for six months working on cranes. I absolutely hated it. Absolutely hated that job. That was one of the jobs I did not like. But I did learn a lot of things at that job for six months. I learned safety is pretty big when you're putting together um, 170 foot, you know, with, well, with the one crane we um, put together, it had a 170 foot boom going off this way with 130 foot um, coming off the back to, to do that. So this is why I wanted to t jump on here and tell my story a little bit because not everybody knows my story. So... Then I started to do, I worked for a company that from the crane company, I was traveling a bunch and I didn't like traveling. So I went to a company called um, Vogelpool Fire Equipment and they, we worked on fire trucks. I never worked on a fire truck in my life. And so then I started working on fire trucks. 
with me working on fire trucks, that led me to me becoming a full-time firefighter. And so only you can reach the top of the crane. And talking about that, we was, uh, I'm going to jump off subject here because it's kind of a funny story. I just had my class in Cleveland with Mr. Dan there. And um, we had one guy there, was na- another guy named Daniel. He's from Kansas. And when he r- comes up to me, he shakes my hand at the very beginning of class. He's like, Giant Jason, not Jason, Giant Jason. <laughs> and so it had me laughing pretty good at the very beginning. So I was working on fire trucks. That's how I became a fireman. And um, and so we went from there. And so when I was a fireman, I had pressure washed a lot back in the day. Um, working on heavy equipment, I pressure washed a bunch there. Working on cranes, I pressure washed a bunch of there. Um and I didn't do it the right way. It was hot water. And then we did use some chemicals to try to get stuff clean. But man, you would come out of there and you would just be completely black, full of grease in your ears. You dig it in out of your ears. And it was just nasty. Absolutely nasty. And I would have thought, there's no way I'm going to start a pressure washing business. This is disgusting. I mean, you would have grease in your hair and, and under your, just everywhere. And you would try to put on a raincoat just to keep the grease off of you. And so, and so that is still kind of today. I know we got some fleet washers and stuff like that, that still get that nasty, greasy stuff going on there. And so, you know, you know, you would just be grease everywhere. You couldn't get it out of your hair. You would have to wash it twice just to get the grease out of your hair. And I'm like, there's no way I would ever pressure wash again. So I was at the firehouse and as a, um, as yeah, like a truck, chuck in a truck. Exactly. Um, so we were at the firehouse and you know how firemen are. My wife, I met at this time. This was about the time I met my wife. Um, she worked at Toyota. She was a, um, assistant for one of the Wayne guys at Toyota. Um, he was very high up and she was his assistant and she had worked there. Um, she worked there for 10 years. And so I was a, um, so when the guy came at the firehouse, he's like, man, did you see all those dirty houses back there? I'm going to buy me a pressure washer and I'm going to go pressure wash them. And I thought, that's stupid. <laughs> that don't sound like fun. I know all about pressure washing. That don't sound like fun. But I was at the firehouse. I'm bored. Again, I don't know nothing about marketing. I know nothing about um, um, business. I know nothing about sales because they don't teach you any of this stuff in college. Other than the school of hard knocks on that kind of stuff, they never teach you nothing about any of that kind of stuff. And so, um, so I didn't know nothing about marketing. I didn't know nothing about business, nothing, zip, zero. I was not around business people. Um, the closest person that I was around that was a businessman was the place that I worked as a, as the, um, at Vogelpool Fire Equipment. Um, my boss at that time was the business owner, but I didn't understand how business works. I didn't understand how profit works. I just see that he's making all this big money and he's got to be making bucket loads of money. I'm only making $25 an hour. He's got to be making bootloop codes of money. You know, he's charging $85, $100 an hour and I'm only costing $25. He's got to be making lots of money. You know, that's because you don't know no different. 
People in, not in business don't know no different, period. And so I went along and um, I'm, I'm there and uh, I'm like, why not? Let's figure out what we can do here. So I get on my computer and I get typing away and I start learning from things called forums. Yes, I understand that some of you are not old enough to know what forums are, but forum is something kind of like a face, uh, a nowadays Facebook group. The mentality really hasn't changed a lot, except there was nothing out there very much. There was everybody was tight lipped. Everybody was, you know, if you asked a dumb question, you got twenty dumb answers, guarantee it. And and then you got ridicule, and there was people on there that just loved to give hell. And I don't like that. I never liked it back then, and I don't like it now. You know, if you have a question, ask. Because if, if there's no such thing as a dumb question. There is a such thing of you didn't get the information and you go screw something up because you were afraid to ask that dumb question. I went and I started learning. I started learning everything I could. This was in, um, so I became a fireman, full-time fireman at Georgetown Fire Department in 2007, January of 2007. Now, at the time I, I was making $10 an hour, not making any money at all, zero, hardly at all. Um, I did start a fire truck repair company. Um, I got all my ASC certifications. I have all my EVT certifications so I could work on fire trucks. And so that is what I do. And so I, I worked on fire trucks and, um, and so that is how I did it. So I did learn a little bit about business and, and that about business a little bit just because, you know, but what I did find out is marketing. And when I was running my, um, my fire truck, um, my fire truck business, marketing was tough. Marketing was hard. I didn't, you know, I, I found a few jobs that I would work and I would go knock on doors a little bit and get in and then they would get me into another firehouse and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, marketing is hard. Marketing is hard whether you're doing this business, whether you're doing, you know, pressure washing, Christmas lights, landscaping, anything business. If you don't do marketing, you're probably not going to be very good at the end of the day. So, I started learning. That was one thing about the forums was, is there was some great, um, they did have some people, some get togethers, stuff like that. Um, but I had learned for about six months to a year, just reading and reading. And that's another thing. So when I was learning, um, when I, when I did, when I went through college, um, I struggled for, so like I said, I was homeschooled. I went through college. I struggled a little bit in the first two semesters. After that, I got A's and everybody cheated off of me and I didn't care. I'm like, here, as long as you don't get me caught, I don't care what you do. Um, and I got A's all the way out. And other than that, and even then, I, ne I read very little because whenever I would read the books, that's what happened my first two semesters is I would read the books and then I would get like C's. I quit reading the books and just listening and I would get A's. And so why not just, why do I need to read a book at that point if that? So at this point, I hate reading. I don't like reading at all. Um, I, I still don't like reading unless it's something about marketing or pressure washing or Christmas light. Other than that, I don't want not, I, you might as well just throw it away because I can't, I can read a page and I couldn't tell you a thing on it unless it's about pressure washing, Christmas light or marketing. 
<clears throat> I read a lot about marketing. And so when I started learning about pressure washing, again, I didn't like reading, right? But I read everything I could. I read the form. There was um, there were several different forms. There was um, the Grime was one. There was um, PWRA had a forum. Um, shoot, what was um, Bob at Pressure Tech had a forum. And these forums are still out there. And these forums do work. You know, these forums they do have a lot of good information. I was reading everything I could. I could read and read and read. I hate reading. Remember, I hate reading. So I learned, you know, in the pressure washing side, it was pretty easy for me because it's mechanical. And I know how to, I'm a mechanic by trade. I've worked on fire trucks. I've, I've rebuilt pumps on fire trucks. I've taken out transmission on fire trucks. Big cat. D, I've worked on D11s, D10s, D9s, taken out motors on them, taken out... Um, the final drives. I've done a lot of this stuff. And so I knew the mechanics behind pressure washing. That's why I know the mechanics behind how things work and everything. And so that is why I know a lot of that stuff is, is because I'm a mechanic by trade. So I started reading everything. And in 2011, um, I was like, there was a training that was down in Alabama. And so I'm like, I'm going to go. Why I'm going to go, I'm going to see if I can, you know, I'm going to see if I can rub shoulders with people. And what I have learned since then is when you go to trainings, when you go different places to learn different things, you know, it's not always just about the training that you're going to learn. You know, it's about relationships. It's about rubbing shoulders with people. It's about getting around smart people. Because if we stick around dumb people all day, there's a pretty good chance that we're not going to get very smart. We could be the smartest person in the room, and we're probably not going to get any smarter if we're around a bunch of dumb people. If we're around a bunch of smart people, and we're the dumbest person in the room, you, there's only one way to go, and that's up. And so we really want to make sure that we get around smart people, get around like-minded people, because when we get around like-minded people... It's just one way. It's, you can only go up at that point. You can have encouragement. You can have all this stuff. So this is where I met uh, Michael Kreisley for the first time. I met um, Kurt Kempton for the first time here. Jamry Keffler. Um, let's see. Who are some other guys I met? that um, Thad. Um, that's where I met Thad for the first time. And at this time, I wasn't even in business yet. I was just getting ready to get started. What was this class that I learned a lot of that? Was it a lot about the, the pressure washing and that side of thing? Or was it about the marketing stuff? That whole weekend was about the marketing stuff. Very little bit of pressure washing. Now, what did I did? What did I learn there was um, the stuff about, um, you know, at night, that's when I could ask questions about how the chemicals work, you know, What's SH? I knew what SH was because I've done read it all. But until you do the process, you're kind of like, how the heck is spraying bleach on a house going to clean something? There ain't no way that's going to work. Until you see the process and you're like, that's pretty cool. I like that. That is cool right there. You know, that is what we can do to be able to grow our business. That is how we're like, you know what? That's true. That does work. And it goes back to, like I teach, 
I didn't like high school very much. I was homeschooled, so I did go to vocational school my junior and senior year. That's how I got my full ride to Northwestern. Um, I was um, number one in the state for the Ford AAA um, contest, and we went to Washington, D.C., and we placed ninth, and then we took another, I took another test, and I did the best on that test for joint getting into um, Northeast. Um, you, uh, Lima, Ohio up there, and that's how I was able to get my full ride to um, college. And so I had to pay for housing, but the eighteen, dollars $19,000 for the college was all paid for. And it was, and that was the other thing. So it was a three-year program, and I ended up finishing it in a year and a half. I did double classes all the way through, so I would be in school for 10 hours, um, five hours in the morning, five hours in the afternoon, and that was my um, schooling um, through college. So I went down there with an open mind and I tried to soak up everything I could. Everything, you know, I would get around people, you know, I was getting around smart people trying to figure out, you know, how to do marketing, how to build my own website. Um, back then, it was a little bit tougher to build a website than it is now. You had to know some code or figure out how to get past it. And, and so I figured all this stuff out trying to figure out what works best and you know um and at the time again i was just a poor old fireman i was making ten dollars an hour ten probably ten dollars and it probably ten fifty an hour so it wasn't like i was making good money i mean that was 2011 so i wasn't making really good money Heck, I was a fire, full-time fireman just last month. I was only making twelve or eleven, no, twelve seventy-one. wasn't even. I was there for eleven years, um, no, thirteen years, and I only made a um, twelve seventy-one an hour. So it's not like I was making a lot of money at the firehouse. Um, so um, that when I did that. Um, I went to go ahead and I'm like, you know what, we're going to go down here and I'm going to soak up everything I can. I'm going to learn as much as I can. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get new ideas that I can do so that way I can make my business successful. That was my goal. You know, my goal was is so that I could have a business that I could, um, support, not really support my family on, but I wanted a business that I could have money to go on vacation, have money to do things, have money so, so I could get some financial freedom. Cause at the time I was newly married. I was, um, my wife and I both worked. We had a kid and, and it's like we were never home. We never seen each other and we never got to do anything together because we didn't have money to do it. So my goal was is to do this so that I could have financial freedom to be able to go out there and do that. I went down there and I learned a lot. I did it. I um, I met some great people, some people that I could give phone calls to. Hey, what can what do I need to do to fix this? I remember calling Michael um, Chrysler several times. He's um, pretty. Cl he he lives about an hour away from me. I'm not in his. Um, I'm not in his service time. So I was like, um, so I would call him and, you know, I'd ask him questions and how was I able to get his phone number? Cause I was at his, this training that he gave me his phone number. If you need any help, let me know. And so that is the great thing about training. So from there I went and that was in, um, that was right around this time. That was in September 
of 2011 and I hadn't built my rig or nothing yet. So I was, I was wheeling and dealing and stuff and getting some stuff done. And so what I did is my pressure washer, um, I didn't have no equipment, zero equipment, none. So what I did is, um, a friend up the road said, man, this woman's selling this tractor or she's selling this, um, trailer and she's selling two mowers with it. Do you want it? It's $400. I'm like, sure. Why not? So I bought the, the trailer, the trailer that you see on one of my first rigs, my trailer, my prep, these two mowers. So I took these two mowers. One was completely junk and one was half junk. Um, the one that was completely junk, I took the parts off that one, made this one run, and I traded that for one four-gallon a minute pressure washer. So I had $400 in my rig at this point. I have a pressure washer and I have a trailer. Uh, the next thing I do is, is I did buy some um, stuff on my trailer to make it look good. I bought some new lighting and that kind of stuff. So just little stuff. I bought hose reels and then I found another deal. Of, it was a five or a four gallon a minute hot water Londa pressure washer for a thousand bucks. I was like, I was dumb and didn't know no better. I bought it. Well, the hot water um, didn't work. It was um, the coil had frozen. So I had a thousand dollars into that. So um, I called Russ said, I need how much is a coil? He's like 450 bucks. That's shipped to you. Send it on my way. So now I have $1,500 in my pressure washer on my hot water. I have a $400 pressure washer trailer because I wheeled and dealed. And that's how I got my sis startup. And I went down there to Russ and I bought um, some um, reels and stuff to make it easy. So I ended up having about a little over $2,000. About a month later, um, there was a guy getting out of business and I drove all the way down to Elizabeth, Kentucky, which Elizabethtown, which is about four or five hours. And he was selling a soft wash kit. It was the tank. It was the, uh, the 12 volt and some hose. It wasn't much special, but I had less than $2,500 in this rig. Well, my very first year in 2012, I ended up doing $35,000 in pressure washing. So I was like, shoot, this is good. Money's good, right? So it loud. Now, did I make 25,000 or 35,000? No, but um, I had a lot of expenses and insurance and all the other great things that go along with running a business that I did not know that I was going to need to have this money to running a business buying chemicals and you know at the time I was having to buy it by the jug and all that great stuff um, and so that is what I did and so we went from there and I started my pressure washing business I did 35,000 my first year um, 2014 came along so that was 2012 2013 I think I was right around a hundred thousand it was like 125. Um, and then I got up into the 152.50. And then I'm like, I want to start having employees. Well, what do you need to do in, with having employees? Well, you need them to work year round or otherwise it's hard. To, you're trying to find an employee to start on, you know, in March and they're getting laid off in October. And then most of them don't want to hang around on unemployment and they get another, go get another job. And now you got to do that. So 2014, that's when I started doing Christmas lights because um, I went to the huge convention in August of 2014 and Mr. Latimer said that 
um, he had um, about this was with Street Bitter and that he had um, this was when Street Bitter was this was Sim Jim before it turned to Sim Jim. It was called Street Bitter. And so I went and he had something about Christmas lights and I was like, hmm, let's see about Christmas lights. So I started learning about Christmas lights. So I added Christmas lights to my business in 2014. Why did I do that? Because I'm trying to get them people, my guys to work year round over and over. You know, I want them to work year round. So then that way I could keep my business going. So 2015, 2016, um, 2015 rolls around and my wife's job decided to move to uh, Michigan and I didn't want to move to Michigan. Who wants to move to Michigan? Um, it's cold up there and I don't like cold weather and it is very, I don't know. It's just, I don't want to move to Michigan. So at this time I was making enough money that my wife could quit her full-time job as at Toyota, 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 to, so then that way she could stay home with our youngest daughter that was born in that year, um, Jillian, which is now um, six. It was actually 2014 when this happened because she was born in May of 2014. And so then she quit her job. And that was another reason why that I wanted to do. Uh, that's another reason why I wanted to work year round with employees so that I, way she could stay home. And so she stays home with my kids. She homeschools our kids. We have two daughters and that is how we started doing that. So 2017 rolls around and I hit the $1 million range. It wasn't quite a million. It was like It's close enough to a million for me to count it as a million. So in 2018, I decided to sell my business. And then in 2019, um, I worked with the company that I sold to um, doing their marketing and all that great stuff. And in 2019, it hit uh, hit, um, like a million two, I believe it was. And so that was in 2019. And that is when I quit that job and became a full-time teaching you guys how to become a better, um, to be able to do what you want to do, be able to get financial freedom, be able to get time freedom. Because at the end of the day, this is what we sell and this is what we want. We want to be able to have time with our family. We want to be able to go on vacations. We want to be able to do things. And that's the thing. When I ran my business, you know, I know some of these guys are like, grind to the end. You just got to grind and do everything. No, you don't have to do that. I've worked very few weekends and I worked very few nights. Um, when I had employees, I never worked a weekend and I never worked nights. Um, you never, I never went out. You didn't see Jason out on a job on Sunday. Look at this job we're doing. I, I do, I do a lot of money. I got four trucks, but I'm out here working on this job. No, that's why I got employees. That's why I trust employees. Now, is it easy to find employees that you trust? No, that's a hard thing. Um, it's not an easy thing. So, um, that takes time and that does do, you know, you can get your business there to get to that, but it takes time and time is always on your side. 
And so, you know, you got to learn how to do this stuff and you got to be able to go out there and get this done and teach employees, you know, exactly. It's called working smarter, not harder. And I know I talked about this book last week, but I actually read this book this week and it's called The Pumpkin Planner. And I would highly recommend you to read it because it's talking about working smarter, not harder. Um, doing the things that you want to do and not the things that you don't want to do. Um, you know, because in business, what I learned is, is you wear a lot of hats. And if you're not good at a hat, give that hat to somebody else. Um, you know, do we need to maybe make sure that hat is worn right? Yes, but sometimes we got to give stuff away, you know. Um, you know, for instance, you know, people don't might be like, I don't need a CPA. Why do I need to pay a thousand dollar CPA? Well, that thousand dollar CPA that if you have a good CPA, will can save you 10, 20, $50,000. That's why you need a good CPA. Um, so that is exactly why you have to do that. Changed my life for sure, but I'm starting feeling burned out. Did you ever experience this? If so, how did you handle this and stay motivated? Well, I did feel burned out. And that is why I like pressure washing. Because at the end of the season, you're like, this is stupid. I'm done. I'm burned out. I'm tired of dealing with this. And then you start Christmas lights. And it's all fun and joy. And then by the end of that season, you're like, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm burned out. This sucks. Then comes around Christmas pressure washing and you're like I'm ready to start pressure washing again um, it is a roller coaster like no other I agree 100% it can be hard sometimes it's not always easy um, as Greg Greg Townsend up there puts life is a roller coaster as a business owner and he absolutely loves it he's put it's some you know yes it sometimes we're going to be down sometimes we're going to be up and yes it sucks but it can it's it's like anything Heck, the firehouse sucks sometimes. You just push through and get on the buggy and go again and go again and you get wore out and you're tired and you don't want to do it no more. You just get back on and do it again. So it's just like any JLB. You know, it's it's making it where it isn't so bad of making it your lifestyle, figuring out what to do to help you get over those lows help you, you know, again, this is a great reason why we need to, um, when we hit our goals, we need to celebrate goals. Whether it's a small goal, maybe it's a $1,000 day. That's a goal that we hit, go celebrate it. Maybe it's a $10,000 week. That's a whole goal that we hit, go hit, go celebrate it. Go get a big dinner, go do something to celebrate that goal. That helps with burnout. Does burnout come? Absolutely does. You know, burnout comes. Burnout comes for me. Burnout comes for me doing this. I get tired sometimes of talking about pressure washing. But on the other end, just like I know you and just like I know a lot of people, um, it's what feeds my family. It's what, um, it, what um, it keeps me going, you know. And what really keeps me going, it's not about the money. You know what really keeps me going is seeing you all being successful. That is what keeps me going. Because when when I get bummed and when I get down, I go read my reviews at pressurewashhelp.com slash review. If, you've, if I've helped you out in any way, go there and give me a review. I would appreciate it very much. Again, this is what I do. I go there and I read 
hey, this person, I've really helped them. This person, I have changed their life by this. And that is what keeps me going. And so you got to find that thing. You know, I know as a fireman, a lot of people like to use alcohol and a lot, and, and that is how they drown their tears and fears and all the other crap that they're trying to do. And so that is what happens. And that is why we got to do what we got to do to make that happen. And yes, bad things happen. People cancel on us. People um, crap on us. But we got to remember that you got to go out there and just keep pushing forward. Everything happens for a reason. Everything, um, you know, everything happens for a reason at the end of the day. Um, I do believe that 100% that everything happens for a reason. And so, you know, maybe that job got canceled. Maybe that. Maybe that wasn't up. Maybe that might have been the biggest pain in the butt customer out there, period. All right, guys, that is all the time we have for today's show on today's King of Pressure Wash podcast. I know you find it as exciting as I did. If you appreciate the work we do here at King of Pressure Wash, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and give this episode a share on your favorite social media network. And if you're looking to start and grow your own pressure washing business, help support your family and give you financial freedom and time freedom, be sure to sign up at Pressure Wash Help Community so you can become the king of pressure washing in your area.